huge difference between that. And I really get mad when people like confuse that. Because when you're frugal, it just means that you rarely spend money, but you'll spend on quality, right? You're, you're just frugal that way. Whereas when you're cheap, uh, that just means that you rarely uh, take money out of your mattress. That's what it means uh, when you're cheap. Uh, yeah, one time I went on a date with this one girl and uh, we, had, we had a nice uh, coffee chat and uh, she then told me why we couldn't spend more money on dinner. I think you're cheap. And I don't think that I don't think that's true. I'm not cheap. I just don't think you're worth it. So that's yeah, that's 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 my biggest difference. Uh, you know, also, especially if you're cheap, if uh, when we're coming out of the pandemic, you still do your first date uh, over Zoom. You know, what I mean, like because it's so crazy. Like you could be looking at that being like, yo, this inflation going on. Nah, COVID's still out. I can't do this first date out. We got to do it on Zoom. You know, what I mean, like that's just that's just how it'd be. All right, cool. This is all fun stuff. Um, some more things about me, uh, guys. Uh, actually, I have my birthday is coming up pretty soon. I have a my birthday's on January fourth. Oh, thank you. Oh, you don't have to clap for that. That's yeah. No one really cares about my birthday, mostly because that most people forget. It's usually four days after New Year's Eve. Like everyone's usually hungover. Uh, the one year that they did actually care about it, they also forgot about it too. Because uh, then two days later, they they stormed the Capitol. So that's okay. A little too real. Okay, that's that's not fun. All right. Well, all right. We'll do we'll do one one more joke. I um. Let's see. Uh, I think dating can be tough out here, uh, mostly because I think sometimes women have way too high standards here. And they give us like the silliest reasons, too. Uh, like one time I got this girl's number. I texted her and all she said was, no way. I don't fuck with men with Android phones. I think that's a red flag. And I'm like, don't you mean that's a green flag? Like, OK, that's a silly joke. All right, I've been I'm done. Thanks so much. I, I'm going to. Dianguan, everyone! Hooray! Hooray! Bye, Colin. Don't kill yourself. Bye, Charlie. I'll see you later this week. Yay! Hopefully. Yay! Oh, thanks. J.W. Blunt just came in and gave me some candy. That um, J.W. Blunt has a show on Fridays here called the J.W. Megawag Show. And uh, he's really great. He also has a Tiki Desk concert on Friday or Saturdays and sometimes he does comedy stuff too so talk to him about bookings in the future it's always a great show and he streams it live on the mutiny Instagram but then also he has like a tiki bar on his outside um it's really cool his patio is super fucking cool and he has a lot of really neat people he hangs out with all right your next comedian this is exciting tonight we have we have two maxes but the first one is super new to the room and I saw his picture and I was like oh my god you look like a Republican but he was hanging out with Skeletor's sister, Nancy Pelosi. Put your hands together, everybody, for Max Spark. Spark. Max Spark. Yay. Yeah, I did meet her, and then uh, the next day she got COVID, but I swear, I swear it wasn't me. I can't wink, but that was me winking. Happy Christmas to you and all your families. None of this happy holiday bull crap that I like to hear, okay? And, but I've always been very cynical about the idea of Christmas. You know, like, I, I, I like Christmas, but just the idea of Santa never made sense to me. Like, I was arguing, I was probably around in the seventh grade, I was arguing with someone about if Santa is real or not. And because I'm not an idiot, I was on the opposing side. And, and, um, and he was saying that Santa has to be real because my mom and dad, they're upstairs. I'm a sweep. How do the presents get under the twee? How do the cookies get eaten? How do the carrot get eaten? Santa and the Rudolphs. Point, point proven. Okay? And 
What I said to him to systematically break down his nonsensical argument about a man, a fat man who slides down our chimney, is that if Santa ate all those cookies in one night, like you presume, he would get a heart attack and die. So he can't be real. And you might say, say what I did was, you know, mean or being rude or a bit of an asshole or whatever. But I am right. So I was at a card store the other day. And I know because I look like a total stud who gets like hella girls or whatever. Um, but there is. Like there's a nerd side to me, you know? Um, I, and I was playing Magic. Does anyone here play Magic? Yay! Yes! Yay! Woo! Love Magic. Do you have a boyfriend? No, not me. Like I'm not asking you, but I don't. I'm saying I, I don't. <laughs> I don't have a. I don't have a girlfriend. It's a common. It's a common pattern for people who play Magic. But um, <laughs> sorry. I, the second it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh wow, that is insinuating a lot. <laughs> But um, I this man playing next to me, he goes, I've, I overhear him talking, and he goes, I've seen Star Wars more times than I've, I've had sex. And I don't know what came over me, but something came inside me and spoke for me. And it wasn't me, I swear, that I said to a complete stranger, you've never seen Star Wars? Wow, it's a great, it's a great movie, come on. And, and um, you know, he, he wasn't happy. He was like, ha, a dick. I probably get more girls in on a weekend than you have in your whole life. You know, I didn't, I was just joking with the man. I didn't want to be, you know, like serious or anything. So I was like, you know what? Like, I am a stud who gets hella girls or whatever. But, but like, you know, I, 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 it was just a joke. I was just playing around with him. It was fine. So I, I apologize. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. Just cracking a little joke. And I went back to playing my game. And I leave. I, I say goodbye to the man, and he stands up. At first, I'm like, fuck. I'm gonna have to take another shower when I get home. Because I think he's about to hug me. Damn, I messed up that joke. I did it the first time, dang it. Um, and, um, <laughs> but he gets up, and he goes like this. What, what, what are you doing? I, do not want to make amends with you. Did you just try to strangle me from, like, did you just try to use the force on me right now? Are you serious? Leave! Now. And uh, I haven't been back to the card store since, so I guess you won that battle. Um, do you guys have any friends that get way too excited about literally everything? You know, they're like the definition of positive vibes. They hang on Hay Street a lot. You know, you could say anything. You could be like, yo, bro, I, I, I'm gonna go take a shit real quick. <laughs> Fucking sick, dude. I love shits. You just feel so free after, you know? Another thing about these guys is that when something is when something is negative, they're just a, like a bit too positive. They still just have to be positive in the negative situations. Like I could be like, yeah, bro, this is, this is hard for me to say, but uh, my mom died. No, bro. You serious? It's like, man, I, I, I get you, bro. Like, I, I get you because, like, in third grade, my, my, pet, my pet fish, Timothy, passed away. And it's like, oh, God. 
but my, my pet fish Timothy passed away, and it's like, that hit me here, bro. That hit me here. Wow. Hearing our collective experience has really not made me feel any fucking better. Thank you. Hey, that's my time. Thank you. I'm Max Spark. Yay, Max Spark, yay. I'm submitting that video for college, so thank you guys for actually oh, laughing. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Yay! So you are you are super young. I was like, you're, you did your debate at the beginning, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's too bad Connor is in here. He was on the list because you could do haste debates, but I'm sure you're probably way too young to be inside a bar. Um, uh, I've, I've, I've performed inside bars before. You have? Yeah. He's too young yet to be there. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I do have, I, I literally have magic cards like back here. Oh. Yeah, I know. And you'll freak, if you want to look through them, you can because they're all super to. old. They're like from the early thousands. And oh, I have sick. I have like a lot of old I sat, cards. I'm sad, sad to say this, but I like, uh, I have no friends who play it anymore, so I only play online. But oh, I would love to play. Sometime. Yeah, I well. S- hey. I'll school you. I'm sure you will. I don't understand the, all yeah, the counter decks yeah. now. They're crazy. Um, you're lovely and amazing. And come back because we are an all ages venue. Everybody clap it up let, so we can thank go you, to college, you. everybody. It's Mac. Yay. Yay. He's going to go to college. Oh, okay. Your dad's in the car. Bye. I'm so glad I didn't poke smoke pot inside tonight. So then you're okay. Ah! Yeah, if never eat my baked goods. There's always weed in them. Clap it up again for the young man, Max. Yay! His dad's in the car. Next time, bring your fucking dad in, bro. All right, we have a couple. Oh! Your voices are really good, too. Your act outs are really good. Uh, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ezra Lux. Woo! Hi guys, hi all, one, two, three, four, oh, that's a lot of numbers, that's too many people. Um, it is, uh, was it day, is night two of, of Hanukkah, I think? Yeah, and contrary to what the previous gentleman said, I think Hanukkah is the best holiday, um, because it's eight times longer than Christmas. Think about it, everybody wants an eight inch penis, but a 64 inch penis? That'd be great. <laughs> no, that's like a medical problem. Um, I, uh, Pam, are you stoned yet? No, I'm just because you usually are. Uh, okay, I, I'm a little bit. Um, I, it's pro- it's kind of an issue because like I can't watch reality TV anymore while I'm high because. Reality TV shows are so, like, gamified. I think it's because of American Idol. Like, they're like, everything has to be a contest. And it sucks because me being stoned, like, makes me into the, like, Bill Belichick of whatever the contest is. So, like, I'll be watching, like, you know, five meth heads bidding on storage lockers. And I'm like, no, you idiot. You have to get the one with the piano in it. And it's like, I don't know fucking anything about what that is. The worst one I saw is, do you know that show Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew? That show's so fucking evil because it's set up like a contest. <laughs> and like the first episode of the show, he's like, well, now I'm going to divide you guys into two teams of recovering addicts and we're going to do some games and there's going to be eliminations. I'm like, this is like medical treatment. Stop doing this. <laughs> That'd be awesome if you like sprained your ankle and you went to the hospital and they were like, you know, 
you know, we'll treat you, but you have to do like hurdles first. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't write this, but I'm just thinking of, I should probably have written jokes. Let's just do some old jokes. Um, I was, uh, I was reading, reading about history. I'm big into that. Um, my favorite uh, era of history is the age of exploration, which is when people were trying to find like, you know, the North pole, the South pole, climb Mount Everest, all that stuff. Uh, it seems very passe to me. Like, I think there's probably like a Bennigan's on the summit of Mount Everest at this point. It's very touristy. Um, but I was reading about this guy. There's this expedition called the Robert Peary expedition. And one of the guys on the expedition, I read that he was on three failed expeditions to the North Pole. So I was like, I got to read about this guy because he is not a quitter. And so it's like ex Expedition One, Peary Expedition. He's like one of like three people to not freeze to death. It resorts to cannibalism. It's a disaster. He gets back to England and he's like, I want to give this one another crack. <laughs> And he and so he's like, I'm gonna do another expedition. Second expedition also ends in cannibalism. And he's one of the like two survivors. And he gets back to London again, very suspicious. And he's like, guys, third expedition. <laughs> I have I have to do it. And this time they make him the captain of the expedition. Like he got a promotion, which is I wish how that's how I got a promotion just by eating all of my coworkers. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he gets on the third expedition. Third expedition also ends in cannibalism. Like this man is just a cannibal. <laughs> He's just found his in. Like I bet preparing for that third expedition, he was like getting rid of all the food in secret. He's like, we don't need this, man. <laughs> Um, let's see. I should probably think of like a better like end. Ah, whatever. Uh, all right, let's do one more. I was uh, at the store and they have this brand of chocolate called Tony's Slavery Free Chocolate. That's a real brand of chocolate. I'm not, this is not fictional. That's real. They sell it at like Whole Foods and stuff. And I was like, that is a terrible marketing move to put the word slavery on the name of your food. <laughs> Like, even if it's, it's appended by the word free, it's just still bad, you know? And it also just, like, it's just made me suspicious. Like, it'd be like if I had, like, a movie theater called Ezra's Child Pornography Free Movie Theater. <laughs> and then so I Googled it, because I'm, like, a combative asshole. I Googled it, and the top result was Tony's Slavery Free Chocolate removed from list of slavery free chocolate providers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Again, I don't have an ending to that other than like don't buy that chocolate because they're liars and do slavery. So anyway, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Ezra, everyone. That was a lot of fun. He's reading up in the history books. Read the Donner story again, the Donner Party story. That one's a real lot, lot of real fun about cannibals. It's that. That's a great one. Uh, your next comedian. We have, we have a bunch of Maxes in the room tonight. That's exciting. Um, I'm really happy he's here. Put your hands together for Max Eddie. Yay! Hi, everyone. Um, I actually I got a story I'm trying to work out. Um, and it, it happened. Um, I was in the San Francisco comedy competition last year, and or this year, and uh, we had a show in Antioch. And uh, I was going up first. It wasn't a good crowd. I could see when the host was up. And the only thing I knew during the show was the mayor of Antioch was in the crowd. So I dedicated, I had a 10 minute set, I dedicated about three minutes of my 10 to 
telling the mayor of Antioch that I was going to have sex with him. Like just a lot like, oh, you should, hey, we should have sex. You should, I could really help you in the polls because we'd be an interracial queer couple and that plays well in the Bay Area. So you should suck my dick. You know, things like that for like three minutes. It was, it was very, very fun and silly. It was great. But after I get off stage, I had like an okay set, but after I get off stage, I learned two things at the same time. One is three days earlier, the city of Antioch had to settle three sexual harassment claims against that mayor. So that's number one. Number two is uh, the mayor of Antioch was one of the three judges that night. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I should quit. I should go home for sure. Like this is, this is game over. I lost and that's okay. Um, I got second place that night. <laughs> and I was like, how did that... How, like, what, what happened? Like, how, like, did the other two judges give me infinity? Like, what, what, I don't know how averages work, but it doesn't seem like it could mathematically work out. But we're in the green room after they announced the scores and shit, and the mayor of Antioch comes back, and he comes up to me, and I swear to God, he just goes, I loved your set. <laughs> and I was like, how did this faggot not give me first place? Okay, that's, yeah, that's it. Um... That's, he's gay is the, is the last part. Okay. Um, very dumb. But um, I've, been, uh, I've been dating a lot. Um, and I have an issue when I'm dating where I'm very direct with people. I tell people how I feel. Uh, like I was on a third date with a girl recently and I just told her, hey, I really like you. And she just goes, Ugh. like she started glitching in front of me. I, I was like, are, are you okay? She goes, I, I'm sorry. It's just, there's something about the way you said that that really threw me off. Like, I'm sorry. Um, I really like you. Is that better? And she's like, don't do that. Um, and, and she was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I lied. I, it's just, I don't like when people are that forward. Like, that's, it's just weird. It's a third date. Why are you being that forward with me? I was like, oh, um, I'm sorry. I got to go to the bathroom. And I left. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she bought all six of my appetizers too. Fuck her. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know how to end that joke. But thank you. Yeah, <laughs> nice is right. Thank you. But um, oh, this is a thought I had on Bart. This is not good. Um, I, 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 I like. I think it's good that uh, cum is liquid. I, I think that's the appropriate state of matter for cum because it would be if like imagine if it was just like vapor and. Like you could just get pregnant, like people got COVID and just, oh yeah, just oh my god, I'm five months long, just droplets. It's a nightmare. But um, you'd have to wear like N95s for panties. Like it'd be uh, guys would have to wear N94 skins. I'm sorry, uh, it's so fucking stupid. But um, but yeah, and solid solid would also be bad uh, for a cum. Plasma would be lit, but. Um, but solid would be bad. It just every it's a kidney stone every time you want to want to come. And have you get has anyone here ever had a kidney stone? By the way, is yeah, it sucks, right? I had one last year. It's yeah. Some people say it's like peeing out a rock, and that's not quite right. It's more like peeing out the rock. Like, <laughs> like I had a Dwayne in my Johnson. Like it was. I was like, why is it stop working out? Like it's yeah, it was really bad. Um, yeah, it's actually I I um. A uh, kidney stone is actually the most painful thing someone can go through. Like, it's more painful than childbirth, according to my experience. And 
Yeah, like <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that's silly. Um, what do I? I have one last thing. Um, I've been. Uh, I I have anxiety. Uh, which uh, anxiety gang? Where we we're comedians, right? Some of you. Yo, if you got anxiety in Mutiny Radio right now, let me hear you say. <laughs> But um, I take uh, I take Lexapro for it, and um, two of the side effects of Lexapro that they tell you about are um, hallucinations and suicidal ideation, which is like that's that's weird side effects for the thing that's supposed to make me happy. Uh, <laughs> like that's like it's like Russian roulette with your brain. Like you feel unlucky, ten milligrams. Like, um, and I don't want hallucinations or suicidal ideation, but if I get one, I hope I get the other. You know, like if I'm thinking about killing myself. I'm gonna need a friend. And I feel like the hallucination might come in handy. Like I might just be standing over the Golden Gate Bridge, like I got fucking nothing to live for. And Freddy Krueger puts his hand on my just you got something to live for, brother. Like Yeah. It's just like Freddy, I thought you were just in my nightmares. I'm in your dreams, kid. Um side effects may include I don't know. Um thank you guys. Bye. Yay, back Eddie, everyone. Hooray. I, I, that sounds exciting. Maybe I should get on some of that shit. You get hallucinations? That sounds good. That sounds like a drug I can get on board with. All right, your next comedian is new to the room, and I'm excited that they're here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sydney. Sydney. Um, never been here before. And stands up like three times in my life. So we'll see how this goes. Um, <laughs> um, okay. How do I start? Um, okay. So my this joke I've been working on um, is a true story and um, involves uh, an old friend of mine. She's getting, she was getting married last year, and um, I was ruining our friendship by being myself, um, <laughs> such as yelling at her for not getting a vaccine, and um, then things started going sour from there. But I was at her bridal shower. <laughs> All right, there's like five of them. There's like the bachelor bride. I don't know. So I was at her bridal shower and she was opening up all these presents and it was like extremely boring. It was like two hours into this thing and you have to like, she's like opening up every present, reading every card out loud. And like, we're just like there for an hour. We had to drive like two hours from, it's like in Sacramento. And someone, and so I was getting bored and I was trying to distract myself and you know, you just like escape into your mind. But someone gave her a card that said, Marriage is like coffee. Something, something, something sweet and creamy. And I was, I like chuckled as I was like walking across the room. And she was like, care to share with the class, ma'am? Um, and I was like, are you sure about that? Um, because I was like, yeah, I just think it's like really funny because coffee's bitter. Um, <laughs> she was not amused. The look that she gave me was like, death stare but um then in the car ride back as I was crying at the end of um as our friendship was dying <laughs> and I slowly was digging myself into more of a hole I was just like that's such a good metaphor marriage is like coffee marriage is like coffee first it's hot 
then it's not. <laughs> Marriage is like coffee, exploited by capitalism. <laughs> I'm like really, I can't tell her that joke though, because I like I'm recently like reconnecting with her. This is like over a year ago, and um, now I'm just like, no one can ever know. No one tell her. I hope this isn't recorded. <laughs> um, but um, so speaking of uh, Christmas from earlier, someone was talking about how he was like, or they were fighting the person who believed in Santa Claus. And I was like, yeah, that was, I was the person who believed in Santa Claus. I didn't stop believing in Santa Claus until I was 13. <laughs> seventh grade or eighth grade um until like uh my friends were like what the fuck Sydney and I was like yeah like this is real and they're like no and so then I don't remember the exact thing that like pushed me over the edge to stop believing in it but um I feel like it still resonates today in terms of like other stuff that I believe in um like astrology <laughs> <laughs> lot of bullshit at work. I work at a science, very sciencey place, and I was, um, I'm like designing this like uh, art exhibit, um, interactive art thing, and I like, it's about hands, and so I was looking up palmistry, and um, before I go into this palmistry thing, to tell you the like how much I believe in astrology is like, I made an art piece about it, I've written like code about it I like whenever I go somewhere I'm like so like what's your sign and um, but um and uh yeah but so I'm designing this art piece and it's about hands um because of other reasons and so I was like oh well what about palmistry and I look up palmistry and I start reading it and um, it's just like, this line indicates like how old you'll live to be and this line says blah 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 and and I was just like, yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> but, okay, so that one needs to rework a little bit. But yeah, um, astrology is real, palmistry is not. Yeah, there we go. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Yay, Sydney! Yay! Come back again and again and again. That was lovely. And tell your friend that got married. I, I, hey, I used to be married. I got my first STD from my first marriage. Yeah, you'll get it too. It's sexually transmitted debt. That's what you get. <laughs> Except you, you young kids, you're so progressive. You call them STIs. And I'm like, was that sexually transmitted income? That's, that's a lot more, that's, that's a lot more forward thinking. Uh, all right. What's your name? You want to be on the list? What's your name? C-H-E-Z. Oh, cool. Um, but it's pronounced like Shay. So that's good. I'll remember that. All right. We've got a couple comedians left. One of them just walked in. Put your hands together for Art G. Hello. Was that your first time doing stand-up? Hey, give... No? Kind of? Second? Well, give it up for her anyways, huh? Hell yeah. Guys, I grew up in San Francisco. I think San Francisco is the most unique place in the world. It's the only place where it's easier to come out as gay than it is as an Elon Musk fan. But I'm actually an immigrant. I wasn't born here. I'm Armenian. I lived in Russia for 10 years, and then I moved to San Francisco. My family came to San Francisco in May 2003. 
I was 12 years old, so I had the summer to learn as much as much English. Clearly, I still haven't learned it. Learn as much English as I can before school started. And the advice that I got was to watch a ton of TV. People said, watch TV. You hear the conversation is going to pick up on the language. So I went to work. I was watching TV all day. And it was starting to work. I was starting to understand the actors. I was picking up on the words. But when I would try to talk to people, they didn't understand me. I didn't understand them. Turns out I spent the entire summer watching Telemundo. Ay, Dios mío. I just saw a hot weather girl. I was like, that's the channel for me. I did not speak English, but I knew how to order a burrito. Fucked up. Um, the most badass thing about me, guys, is that I've been arrested and I went to jail. Yeah. The most dumbass thing about me is that I've been arrested and I went to jail in San Francisco for weed. It gets stupider. I didn't get arrested by a San Francisco police officer. I didn't get arrested by a California Highway Patrol officer. I got arrested by a San Francisco State University police officer. <laughs> you know how embarrassing it is getting arrested by a campus cop? That's like getting suspended by a substitute teacher. Because are they even allowed to do that? Yeah, apparently they are. But wait, there is more. It gets stupider. I wasn't even a student at San Francisco State. I was just driving by. Here's what happened. I was speeding. I had weed in the car. Whoop, whoop, police. I get, I get pulled over. Now, at the time, my only experience with cops is hearing rappers talk about it. But at the time, the song 99 Problems by Jay-Z is going through my head. You guys know that song? Yeah? So in the second verse of the song is a conversation that Jay-Z is having with a cop after he gets pulled over for writing dirty. So that's what's going through my head, right? So the cop walks up to me. He says, do you know why I pulled you over? And I remember in the song, Jay-Z responds to that question with, because I'm young and I'm black and my hat's real low. Do I look like a mind reader, sir? I don't know. So I said that to him, but like a white boy, I was like, oh, geez, officer, I'm so sorry. No, I do not. <laughs> then he smells the weed in the car and he goes, can you get out the car? I'm going to search it. Again, I remember the song, this happened to Jay-Z, and he says, well, my glove compartment is locked, so is the trunk in the back, and I know my right, so you're going to need a warrant for that. So I told him, you're going to need a warrant for that. I guess he could say Jay-Z was my lawyer at the time. But then the cop goes, get the fuck out of the car, I'm going to drag you out. And I was like, oh shit, I forgot the rest of the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, he put me in handcuffs. He calls for backup. A couple of more cop cars pull up. This time, real cops, SAPD. This is how I imagine the call for backup. He was probably like, hey, this is campus cop. I made an arrest. I'm going to need backup. And the cop on the other line was probably like, are you even allowed to do that? All right, let's see. Let's see. All right, I have this really stupid joke I've been working on, so I'm going to try that. Perfect. Guys, I'm all for enabling women to penetrate male dominated career fields. Like, there's no reason why we shouldn't have more female software engineers, for example. No reason at all. But some career fields, I don't know. Like, the other day, this is a little embarrassing. I, I did number two. And the thing about me, I take massive shits. So I clogged the toilet, and I had to call a plumber. So it was embarrassing. But you know what would have made it more embarrassing? 
if a hot blonde named Rebecca showed up with a plunger. I just think a plumber should not only be able to unclog a toilet, but they should look like somebody who could clog a toilet. I think that's why you always see their ass crack out when they're like fixing shit is their way of saying, hey, you're seeing this? Don't be embarrassed. I've clogged a few myself. Stupid one. Thank you, guys. Archie, everyone. Hooray, huzzah. Um, Dominimium Sims, I can never say his fucking name, uh, is supposedly on his way, but until he arrives, uh, clap for me. Yay. No, I, I am. I'm working on a new jizz, jizz joke. Yeah. Well, and it was too bad Max left because he said that he was getting hallucinations from his medication. I've been trying to get my head together, so I've been taking a grip of acid lately, and that has not been working. It's not. I've been thinking about some really weird shit. Not like your. Now I'm going to think about your weird shits. Now are you, your your dumps are so big. When you go number two, they curl around the bowl. You go number six, bro. That's great. We can tell if you're ever in there. Okay. No, I've been thinking a lot about breast milk which is it it's just weird to me because i get i get so high and then i think about like the human body i think that we're like we're made of 70 percent water and when the polar ice caps are melting all the water you're like well where's the water going and i'm like in the people so how do we how do we pump the people for the water but you can pump me for my breast milk but i'm gonna need to pump you for water later and, and this is terrible i saw I was on the BART and I saw a family and I don't hate families, but there were twins. There were twins that were ugly. No, excuse me. There were triplets. There were four children. There were triplets that were ugly and they were fraternal too. There were two boys and a girl and you could tell they were triplets because they were all kind of the same size. They were very poor. They were ugly, ugly children. And I look over the parents and I'm like, well, those are some ugly people. But then the hubris of these motherfuckers, they had a fourth kid. They had a fourth kid and it was ugly too. These little assholes are stealing my water. They're made of 70% water. What? And then someone goes, well, they're just let the kids eat apple juice. Apples are made of water. Everything's made of water. These little ugly little assholes. I bet they're stupid too. I bet they're just like, but we live in Walnut Creek so um, we can afford water. <laughs> All right. I'm so egg. I cap. I'm so angry. I'm so bitter. Okay, so I've been doing a lot of acid to try to fix that, and I've been thinking a lot about breast milk. And uh, it's a gland. We have a gland in our bodies that, when you have certain hormones because you had a baby or whatever, you can excrete a fluid that has both nutritive and calorative content. Right? Weird. Fuck. Thank you for thinking. It's so fucking weird. And it's like fetishized. I was like, I want to suck on your tits. And then we also do it to animals. We're like, we're going to make you have a baby. And then we're going to take your milk, which is weird and gross. And we put it in this pasteurized thing and homogenize it, whatever. We heat it up. And then we turn it into cheese or whatever. And we're like eating this stuff like off of the women. And here's the thing. Men all the time can create a fluid that has both nutritive and calorative content. And before you think I'm advocating for babies to suck dick, that's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is that, like a cow, we could hook you up to a machine, which you'd probably enjoy, and, and, we, can, <laughs> and we can take the excretion, and we can homogenize it and pasteurize it and make it into something that's made with protein. There's a lot of protein in there. 
why have we not utilized? I mean, you could solve world hunger right now with your nutsack. We could pull it out. We can homogenize it. We can pasteurize it. We can turn it into nut butter to save the fucking planet, everyone. Right? It's so gross. I actually think that if you take the jizz and you mix it with breast milk and leave it on the counter, uh, it turns into a duck. (laughs) (laughs) Aflac. No, um, I used to always have sex in the kitchen, um, right, because there's, there's a cool mirror in there. And, well, also, I'm really, really lazy, and I don't like doing my sheets, and, um, right? So I would try to, I try to get guys to, to come into the compost, you know? But I eat a lot of eggs, because I'm kind of like an ovo-vegetarian type person. I eat so many eggs. But what happened was one time, uh, he came into the compost, and the next morning, uh, there was a duck. <laughs> Aflac. No, I don't know. I'm, like I said, I'm doing a lot of acid. <laughs> I, I get, this is, these are the jokes come out when you're like sitting at home and you're like, That's, there's my cat and the shadow people are here now. Woo! Anybody, everybody know about the shadow people? Uh, they've been jizzing all over my carpet. No, I don't know. I don't know what the shadow people are doing. <laughs> I need to be doing a lot less as. Do you ever smoke so much pot that you understand Spanish on the bus? Has that ever happened to you too? Yeah, Jacinta. Jesus has been cheating on you forever. We all know about it. All of San Francisco knows Jacinta. Uh, ¿Qué pasa en tus pantalones? Una fiesta en mis pantalones a todos vienen. <laughs> the flyer. Oh, my other important thing. To, I only know like two things in Spanish. It's that and uh, uno más cubeta de cervezas, por favor. One more bucket of beers, please. These are the only important things you need in a language. Okay, I wanted to do my jizz joke. What is my other new joke? I guess I'll run that one because it's kind of new. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very single. It's, I'm lonely. Uh, but I've never internet dated because I don't, I don't know. It's kind of what I rest my integrity on. I've never had an internet dating profile and I've, I've never seen the movie Titanic. These are two things that I've never done, that I rest my integrity on. And, uh, and I'm, but I'm lonely and I thought, oh, well, you know, I'm, I kind of want to do meet people. Maybe I should get a profile, a Hinge or a Bumble or a Craigslist misconnection. I should do something to get out there, right? So I asked one of my guy friends, or I asked, well, I asked a girlfriend, I said, hey, you've been internet dating, what do you, what do, you do? What do you do to internet date? And she said, well, I raised that bar really high. Okay, and then I asked one of my guy friends, what do you do to internet date? And he said, well, you got to lower that bar way, way down. And my question is, why can't we just meet at the bar? <laughs> Does everyone has to take a survey? I don't know if we're compatible unless I take a survey because I can't communicate with you in any meaningful way unless I know everything about you and I've seen 15 pictures and I know who you are. Like, you either know or you don't if you're attracted to someone. It's that easy. Is it not? I mean, I'm lonely. I don't know how it works. Can someone tell me? No, so I was outside a bar smoking, looking for hot men, as I do, thank you, and uh, a fire truck came by, right, and parked, and out of it spilled like 10 hot men in costume, right, and one of them had, oh yeah, one of them had an axe, and I was like, oh yeah, and they all like ran up the stairwell to save someone from an opiate overdose or something, I don't know, it's San Francisco, I don't know what they were doing there, but they came down right away, I haven't even finished my cigarette, and I thought, oh, well, the person must be dead. But I, I saw one of the hot guys, and, and I, I looked at him, and I like, 
And I waved at him. And he waved back. And I gave him like a little, sh- like a little shoulder and like a little flip. I was wearing a cute skirt and I was like, hi. And then we were so vibing, he rang the bell. He rang the bell, ring-a-ding. But I'm so stupid, I didn't take down the number of the fire truck. So how am I supposed to find this hot fireman ever again? Right, so well, this is, my, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to the same place at the same time and I'm gonna pay a questionably housed man $20 to start a fire, right? And then woo, woo, woo. See, well, that's my version of Tinder. Okay, see, there it is. It's a long way to go for the punchline, but I'm gonna do it. All right, we have one last comedian tonight. I'm so excited that he's here. He's new to the room. Put your hands together, everybody, for Shay. Hey. Five minutes? That's a lot of time. Damn. I'm the last one. That's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of good comedians out here tonight. How's everybody feeling? Really? Just that much? Okay, it's Monday in San Francisco. I get it. Topics. What am I going to talk about? Let's get into it. Who in here feels that they suffer from privilege? Really? Only the white people said anything? I'm really working on this joke because a lot of people don't get it because privilege is really hard to understand, right? It's something that's invisible. You don't feel it. You carry it with you all the time. And it makes you feel good about yourself. It kind of sounds like Jesus. (laughs) So, I mean, I grew up in the church. So we can sing like, we can sing songs about privilege. Just like I learned songs about Jesus. So the song I learned about Jesus was, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Does anyone know this song? All right, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. But instead of light, we're going to put in privilege. Can everybody sing it with me? (laughs) This little privilege of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let me hear y'all sing it. This little (laughs) privilege of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Okay, way to break in. Now we having fun. I mean, we all have to like start with just accepting our privilege. There are some things that I admit I'm better. Like I brought in a woman who is healthily fucked. See, she's the only one who laughed at that because she knows she's healthily fucked. No matter what happens, I'm about to go and fuck the shit out of her tonight. So if somebody's having a bad night, they can take cues from me and say my privilege is I lays it down. But you know what? There are some privileges that are hard to accept. And there's some negatives because this is America. 
and it giveth and it taketh away. There's that Jesus reference again. See, that's called a callback to all the people who are still trying to learn how to do this. <laughs> Privilege gives and it takes away. So as much as I feel confident in my ability to love make, sometimes I have problems being vulnerable. You know, because I'm funny. I'm the life of the party, and sometimes I don't listen. And because I'm handsome, I really don't think I should have to. <laughs> so, I mean, she complains to me all the time about why I should come home, and why I need to buy groceries, have a job. And, I mean, I want to listen to her. I want to build our relationship and make it stronger. And then I look in the mirror and realize, damn, I'm handsome. I can always get another girl, shit. <laughs> Privilege. Privilege. You gonna really gonna heckle me? See? <laughs> See, now that 30 minutes of love making is gonna go down to 15. See, that didn't make it on the radio. So you got to come to the show to see what I did. We need to pack this house. All right. Uh, okay, I work in a job that is both rewarding, interesting, changes every day, but also stressful as hell. Does anyone work with kids? No? Thank God. You guys are lucky as fuck. Uh, most of my material comes from children actually because they're hilarious they write great jokes and the thing about it is <laughs> kids write jokes and they don't realize that they're writing material because they're just living and just feeling things for the first time so today i had a kid run up to me and says mr harrigan mr harrigan something i want to tell you okay Tell me, what, what the fuck is it? That's what I'm thinking in my head. I didn't tell him what the fuck is it. That's how you get fired, okay? So I said, okay, please tell me what it is. Mr. Harrigan, I think you're really cool. Motherfucker, I know I'm cool. That's why I'm teaching you. The fuck you mean? But, you know, I can't tell him that, so I'm like, all right, man, I appreciate it. Thank you. That, you know, that means a lot. Appreciate it. He's like, no, you don't understand. I think you're so cool. We should be best friends. Motherfucker, you are six. What the fuck I want to be best friends with you? You don't got a job. You can't take me to the movies. Shit, you ain't going to be good in the mall. What the fuck can you do for me? But I realized, you know, he's six. He don't got no friends. He don't know how to interact with nobody. You know what I'm saying? So I have to break it down to him. I looked him dead in his eyes and I said, go sit your ass down and shut the fuck up. I got shit to do. And that's my time. Thank you for having fun with me. This is That Nigga in Comedy. Yay! Yay, that was Shay, everybody. Welcome to San Francisco. That was wonderful. Yay! All right, well, Dom, it looks like Dom didn't show up in time, but we did it. We had a show, and 
and that was super fun. We had new people and another new people and audience people and and a high schooler. That was all very exciting today. Yeah. His dad was in the car. I'm so glad I did it. Usually I smoke so much weed before the show and it's like hot boxed in here. And I didn't. And I'm so glad because the child would have been like, the dad, I mean, he would have come out smelling like weed and the dad would be like, you could never go to that weird radio station ever again. Well, hopefully the radio station exists after tomorrow. We'll find out. Um, and thanks again for being here. Is anybody driving to Barney Stone that wants to give me a ride? Or, or I can take the bus. It's not a big deal. Uh, it's at 20th and Geary is Blarney Stone. It has 8.15 signups. They usually start about 9 o'clock. And there's always an audience. They, there's just regulars that drink there on a Monday. It's so funny, people that just like to drink. That's a weird thing, too. All right, Sydney, that was great. That was really funny. Come back again and again. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Or maybe we won't. We'll see. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
between us, I thought I would visit you with some organ music. I don't play very good, but get lots of entertainment doing my thing on it. My organ has a button for piano. You will also hear other instruments. Lawrence enjoys playing on it too, mostly in evenings as he goes out to farm every day. some money please keep listening come down to the station 21st in florida sunny and flat
Let's watch a full length movie on you. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say Mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, oh Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Welcome to L W A F L M O Y T. What an acronym! That's Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike, how are we doing today? I'm doing fine. We're, our show is streaming first, as always, every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm. They have a Venmo site. You can donate money at Mutiny Radio. You can also follow our sorry, the fun feedback here. YouTube, YouTube. On YouTube and, of course, as a podcast, right. as our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Oh. Now, we're going to be watching a full-length movie on YouTube and we have a very special guest here, the star above the title, the yes. main guy himself, Mr. Eddie Deason. Hi, Eddie. How are you? Hey! Hello, Carl and Mike. It's a pleasure to be on your show. My honor. Well, it's, it's great to have you here. Uh, we're going to be watching our favorite movie, Surf 2. I have Seriously. to tell you, Eddie, this, the podcast exists because of Surf 2. I saw Seriously. that at a buddy's house uh-huh. in the 80s on Showtime. Uh-huh. Never saw it again. Saw the video box at Pathmark. That's it. Been searching okay. decades. Okay. Saw it on YouTube. And I said, these are the movies on YouTube that I've been looking for, like Surf 2. Yeah. Let's do a podcast about it. Okay. So, Well, fortunately, we live in an age where you can almost get any movie in the world. You can find So I'm sure you can find it somewhere, but I'm glad you did locate it. And YouTube, of course, is easy. It's free. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time myself. I've probably seen it maybe like three times. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, great. We can. And by the way, one more thing. Thank you for your kind words. I really appreciate them. In the YouTube search engine, you put in Surf2 1984, and you will find the channel Surf King. That's who we like, Surf King. So it's Surf II 1984, and then it says PT1 half. I don't know why, part half. And Surf King is the channel we like. Now, Mike, I've lost your audio. Unmute yourself, please. Sorry, I just saw uh, a barrage of uh, feedback in my headphones. So I just I turned that off for a split second. We're looking for Surf 2. That's I.I. It's a very fancy movie from 1982. We have the lead star here, Eddie Deason. We're going to be watching this movie with you, yes. with Eddie. We want you to go find the link, hit it, hit pause, move the timer to 000. We're going to start at the same time watching this movie. Uh, Carl, we'll do our countdown. Take it away, Carl. I will. Okay. 
Get ready to press play. Ready, Eddie? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, go. I was very excited to watch the video syndrome. I didn't realize it was a director's cut, that there was two different versions of this movie. Yes, there were. And it's a better one, the director's cut. This was probably taken from Star Wars, I imagine, this beginning thing. I bet. Yeah. It seemed like they didn't have any faith in the movie. Like, they had to give an explanation to it. Yeah, yeah. Most call them Menlo now, Schwarzer. That's me. Menlo Schwarzer, but they uh -huh. spell it wrong. Schwarzer. You know what? Yeah. You're right. I never noticed that. Good catch. Good catch. Now, they were originally going to call Menlo Stinky, but somebody yeah. objected. I didn't like it. I like Bunny. He called me Bunny. All right. Randall Bedard, I thought, was a very good director. I liked him. Some in the cast, at least one cast member didn't get along with him. We'll get, we'll get into that. But I thought he was a fine director. I liked working for him. But I asked that it not be stinky. I didn't want to be called that. It was just a personal thing. And she called me Bunny. That's why. We could have maybe compromised come up with a funnier name. Anyway, the cinematography is beautiful here. There's actually some beautiful it? shots here. I mean, the movie's not gone with the wind, but the cinematography here is very beautiful. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I think it's better than Gone with the Wind, personally. It's much better than Gone with the Wind. <laughs> I've, seen this, I've seen this movie more times, and it's less problematic, honestly. Uh, I love so Peter this, Isaacson, a dear friend. Peter and I had just done a Magnum PI together a few months before this, and then we worked again. He's one of the nicest guys in showbiz. Excuse me, I'm talking with my mouth, so I have some cashews in my mouth. Oh, we're watching a movie. Uh, we encourage people to get some cashews, some popcorn, and join us yeah. in watching. Yeah. Now, that, that, Peter, that's the guy from... This is uh, what you call a watch party. We should be in a jewelry shop. Not again, watch party no, jewelry. for the watching. <laughs> okay. And Lyle Wagner. My head. I'm trying not to intrude on the movie. Okay, let's see. Oh, no, oh, no, no. Okay, this please is intrude. Lucinda and Corinne, I remember them. Yeah, sweet girls, both sweet. Linda Carriage, by the way, the lead, we'll get into her... I have, that's a Freudian slip. We'll get into her later. I was going to say, we'll talk about her later. She's so <laughs> we'll talk, talk about, about her. her. Yeah. Morgan Paul, yes. And Carol Wayne was, we'll get into her later. We'll, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I'm don't. i not doing this deliberately. Ron Polio, Horshack, deliberately. With one, you know, I work with John Travolta, of course, in Greece. This is my second sweat. Tom Ballard tragically died of AIDS. He was a very wonderful, sweet guy. He's terrific yes. in this movie. Yes. Ruth Buzzy's still active on Facebook. She's still around. She's got to be close to 90. She's a lovely lady, super nice lady. We we heard that someone she joined Twitter because someone was faking her account and she on had to Facebook? come in. Yeah, on, on Twitter. Had, someone Well, I had my account was hijacked. I just started a new page. I had to start again from square one. Maybe she didn't just want to start again. She had she some funny stuff on her page. Yeah. What happened to your site? Well, I was, I had heart trouble. I don't want to get into it, but I had open heart surgery. I've been in and out of hospitals for three years with bad heart troubles. I had a stroke. So my oh my page God. was taken over and it, it just was bad. So I had to start again on Facebook. So I had to get 5,000 friends. You know, a lot of my old ones are there, but some new ones too. Now, this, these are our heroes and this are, is Johnny Bighead. Yeah, that's yep. Josh. Super nice guy. We used to all play poker together during the shoot. Josh, Eric, uh, Jeffrey, me, you know, Marvin, my friend Marvin. Eric yeah. liked greasy pizza, but we'd always order pizza. Eric liked very greasy pizza. I've never, he's a, make sure the pizza's greasy. There's Peter Isaacson, great guy. He is so funny in this movie. There's a scene yeah, where he's he hilarious. surfboard. He skateboards onto the stage. 
The yeah. mayor from Jaws called. They want his jacket back. He wants his jacket back from Peter. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Look how tall jacket. All that. We had done, and, uh, of course, Eric, you know, had just come off Mask, I think, before. It's one of the greatest performances in movie history, a very dramatic film. So, Little, of course, we all know from Blazing Saddles, one of the nicest guys I've ever worked with. Just a super nice guy. He gets a special appearance uh, credit for this movie. He does. Re he's really funny in this film, too. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah. I noticed that, too. It said special appearance, but he is yeah. in so much of the film. I think he warrants more than an appearance. You're it's right. More I of guess a cameo. His, agent you're right. his agent negotiated that, I I'm sure. But I you're right. It's not really it's not the right thing to say. You're right. Special, I should say, special guest star. There's Tom Ballard. There's Tom Ballard. Yes. Oh, they said, yeah. don't don't go to the surf. It's, there's someone died. And they said, surf, let's go surfing. Let's go surfing. No, okay. okay, now, this movie was um, having a hard time getting distributed. So the producers thought they put a little TNA in it, like off the strength <laughs> of Porky's. So that what we buy it. is yeah, right. added footage after Mm -hmm. uh, this part here with the girls in the car, that uh -huh. was not part of the filming. That was added later. Okay. It's so the vinegar syndrome shows the original version. Yeah, because it's really strange because uh -huh. they stick their bare ass out. That's oh. plenty. And then my luck, I, my luck, I'd already wrapped by this. Somebody get to see this. <laughs> this is after yeah, you. This is the yeah. first PMAS you, you were talking about on the commentary, Eddie. I don't know if you remember. PMAS. Mm -hmm. PMAS, the perfunctory male ass shot, yes. The worst yeah, trend in movies today. That's Women the worst trend in movies today. Spare, spare us the male ass shots, please spare us. There's several in this movie. Uh, we yeah. still haven't got to the two gentlemen who come and rip their pants. Okay. Oh, I love Lau Wagner. My friend. I love Lau Wagner, super great guy. He's really funny. Yeah, these yeah. two are great very movies. funny. Ron Leo, one of my great friends. Sadly, he died way too young. He left us way too young. Did and you guys he have a was good time? the one that Randall and, you know, Randall and him would yes. argue a little. No, you're exactly right. They didn't get along for whatever reason. And I, I heard him arguing one time. And all I heard is, if you do that, you're going to be wearing it, Ron said. <clears throat> he said in a menacing voice, like he was going to fight him. So I don't know what exactly happened, but they really were testy with each other. Ron did not like working with Randall. Wow. Now, I, I want like you to Randall. know, Mike, that Cleavon... The original choice for Blazing Saddles was Richard Pryor. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the movie was going to be called Black Bart. It was going to be me, Richard Pryor. Yeah, Richard Pryor was supposed to be the guy. I think I something he wrote it. Brooks. He wanted to yeah. one, I guess. He did have part uh, hand in writing it. And mm -hmm. they just figured he was a crazy man and he was a very strong star. He'll yeah. have an attitude. He might show up drunk or stoned. Yeah. So they went to Cleavon. Yeah. But you see it kind of proved out later on, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really brought him to prominence, and he did a great job. And I was laughing my ass off. We all were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Classic. I, I heard a that story from was Blazing a little before my time. See, the cinematography, that's kind of a good shot. They have a lot of beautiful cinematic shots in this movie. The cinematographer, I don't know who it is, but he did a fantastic job. The surfing is so good in this movie, too, and you could tell it's the same people yeah. sometimes, or at least the, the people they have. But then they cut to these ladies getting a little uh, shower. Yeah. yeah. So that well, must that have been was added, added later to try to get a distribution deal, which mm -hmm. they did get. It was very limited. Are you, are you a fan of surf culture? I know zero about it. I know nothing about it. 
I'm telling you, if you're watching these first 10 minutes, this film's grown on me. I really do like it. It's not as bad as I thought. Oh, it has, uh, yeah. There was a wave of surfing. A wave of surfing. Sorry? Carl said there was a wave of surfing. Yeah, I should be the one apologizing. Then the soundtrack is phenomenal on this. It has like Beach Boys and it has modern stuff and both versions yeah, of the movie. Yeah, it's got a great soundtrack. It's got beautiful cinematography. So many great comic actors in this. Yeah. Now it was Linda, I guess, was kind of the straight one. Linda a... played straight, but everybody else is kind of a comedian. Okay, They'll here do... comes Linda now. Linda will be in this. Now here we have a little bit of joysticks, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels it like... It feels like joysticks. Yeah. Now you, you had mentioned, I know joysticks was on a set. You had mentioned this was a set, but this is an actual arcade they shot it in. Okay. This was an actual arcade, unlike joysticks in which they built one. And okay. two of the actors, we just saw one of the actresses, uh, the one on the right, Corinne, she was in joysticks. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the stuck-on produced stuff, to give it an R rating, also has a star from joysticks in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a weird six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I did Michael J. Fox's first film. You know, Midnight Madness was his first film. Then he did, uh, Eric Stoltz did um, Back to the Future. He was the first choice. He did that, and they fired him and took on Michael. So I have kind of a six degrees of separation from between me, Michael, and Eric, if we follow Absolutely. that. Do you but, know that story, Mike? The original yeah, I did. Marty McFly. Yeah. Yeah, so the bo- they didn't the box like him says. in Back to the Future. They thought he was too serious. They have the test uh, footage of Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future in the box set. It's buried in there. And he does play it very seriously. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. does. Like, he walks around. He's very intense. Uh, But I had heard that. But that, I guess, occurred after this movie, right? So he didn't have that cloud over him. Yeah. He's immortal in Mask. This is a great comedy. But his immortality is in Mask. He's so good. Now, you might have seen, like, the footage of his audition. But, Mike, they were shooting with him. He was Marty McFly, and they stopped like four or five or six scenes, like a couple weeks in, and they mm-hmm. said we got to re. They had to get permission. Yeah, okay. I think they always wanted Michael J. Fox, but he was on that TV show, and they were able to negotiate it. That's and they right. They did want that That's right. Now these are the dads, and these are the guys who distribute Buzz Cola. Now I know you like Simpsons, Mike. You must have heard of Buzz Cola. Yeah, so now the guy, I, were you friends with these guys, Eddie? Like, the, they're really funny in this movie. They were both nice. They were both, everybody on the set was nice. I didn't dislike anybody. It was, it was a very friendly shoot. I loved everybody. Um, one of the, the little guy, I think that's Morgan. He's in Patton, you know. He plays a very serious role in Patton. He does play a serious role in Patton. And I like, like him. Remember, like, like Now, also, Mike, not only was he in Patton, but he was in Blade Runner. He was the guy who was interviewing, like, did you ever hear of the turtle? Of course, right. The one who gets shot in the beginning by the replicant, that's him. But he's so broad in this movie. It's it's amazing. I guess that's the great thing about being a comedic actor. You can play it really straight. Absolutely. Now, his partner, was a comedian and he was part of the comedy store and everything actually eddie wanted to be a comedian i think that was his first um uh dream for hollywood was being a comedian tell us about that eddie 
I did 20 films. I mean, hopefully I was a comedian, but I wanted to be a stand-up comic, but I had a line. So I didn't like it. I, I performed twice in Hollywood, and I did okay. Last, then they moved me to Westwood, and I tanked. And I just go, this isn't for me. Now, I was on a mode show called The Gong Show, where they would gong me if you didn't go good. I don't know if you remember yes. that. But I did my stand-up comedy act. Paul Williams, the singer, gonged me. That was my TV debut. Yeah, but I didn't like stand up. I never liked doing it. Some guys thrive on it, you know. You you just stand anyway, up there's on the beautiful the... Linda. What became of Linda? Do you guys know? She's one of the most beautiful. I mean, she has. Look he, at lives that face. he lives in the Blue Mountains of Australia today. She isn't involved with acting at all. I'm Did sure. You know I can't Surf? find a picture of her. Okay. Did she do other films after Surf too? I don't know. To be yes, honest, I know. Did do other films? Let me just pull it up here. Um, after Surf 2, she went on to, I don't know, Mixed Blood, Vicious Lips, Down Twisted, The Alien from L.A. You did from L.A. Yeah. By 1988, okay. she headed back to Australia, and she was done with the career. Okay. This is probably her only comedy. She's, uh, she's, not, com she's not a comedic actress. She's just beautiful. She she's is not, not a comedic actress, yeah. no. Yeah. She's she so very different yeah. than everybody else in this whole film. She's very flat. Yeah, uh, but everybody else chews up enough, the scenery. Yeah, everybody else chews up the scenery, but she's like totally straight. Now, Mike, I found out of. this yes. footage was from a TV show. Randall uh -huh. didn't shoot this stuff. Is that right? Okay. Oh, it saves some money. But okay. what was this now stuff here like? comes our hero. Yes. Our bad guy hero. Here he is. Who's this guy? Look at him. him. I remember that guy. Look how young he is. Look how so young. young. Yeah. <laughs> now, do, do nope. you, oh, and a picture of Jerry Lewis in the background. So in the script, Jerry Lewis was there, and Randall wrote this script for Eddie, believe it or not. But the <laughs> thing is, coincidentally, Eddie loves Jerry Lewis. Oh, yeah, I love Jerry. I had a bad meeting with him. I'm like, there's a great story I heard, by the way. On Facebook, if I can relate it real quick, the guy told me about a month ago on Facebook. He wrote me. He said he used to do the lights on the Jerry Lewis telephones every year, and he, him and Jerry were, you know, getting the lights up right before Jerry went on stage. And he goes to Jerry. He goes, "You know, you make me laugh more than almost any actor in the world, except for Eddie Deason." And Jerry Lewis said to him, "He said, you know, you're not the first person that's ever told me that." Wow. Said, How, how's that for flattery? I almost, Absolutely. I always had a conniption. I couldn't believe he said it, but that story really made my day. That's so great. You, now, you had a bad experience? Has... Okay, ahead, this Mike. might be the most acclaimed scene in the movie right here. This is yeah. the most acclaimed scene in the movie. This is totally innovative. I've never seen anything like it before or since. Or it's... since, yeah. And this was like a shot. Yeah, no, it's gorgeous. It's so well uh, rehearsed. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's absolutely brilliant. Now, according to Randall, they nailed it. it by, they did two takes only because they did so all. much practicing ahead of time. Yeah, total professionals, total pros. She was on Fridays, uh, Brenda's camp. Yeah. You know what? You just reminded me, you're right. She was on Fridays. Yeah. She was also in something called After Mash, a, film, a show I never heard mm -hmm. of. I, I, you've never seen that? I've seen that show. It was a mass sequel. It was number one its first week, and then it just tanked in the ratings and it went off the air. But they tried to follow up MASH after it went off the air. Fridays, of course, it was kind of like a poor man Saturday Night Live. The breakout yeah. star, of course, was Michael Richards, and he got on Seinfeld later. 
Now, yeah. we saw Mark Blankfield in The Jerk 2, Mike. Uh-huh. And he was straight out of Fridays. And he shares many scenes with her. Of course, okay. they were cast members, you know. Okay. Big head. Now, she died. Part of the reason she died, she was 76 years old and she had uh, brain cancer. But part of the reason she died was complications from COVID-19. Well, that's too bad. That's so sad. It is. Now, she was 76. I'm sure she had 20 years left in her. But yeah, Mm -hmm. COVID was a problem. Now, look, you see it says custom surboards. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Good catch. How did they miss that? Well, the, the okay, Randall says that that was a real mistake in real life. And so they added the scene in which uh, Weekend at Bernie's guy is putting in an F. We'll see that okay. later. Okay. Carol Wayne, I know her as uh, I'm an I Dream of Jeannie. Not, I love Barbara Eaton's my fantasy. Yeah. She was Bootsy Nightingale in one of the funniest episodes of the show. So I remember her from that. She was a very lovely lady. She was pretty out of it by this time. She was pretty out of it and gone. She, she would say to herself, E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. She was just a little out of it. I think they were putting her on bad meds, like I have experience with, but I think she was, there was somebody messing with her. So it wasn't just pot? She was on more serious drugs? I think so. It seemed to me she was pretty stoned out. Maybe she was just on pot. I'm not into drugs. I don't know, but she was on something. That's now, good. Mike, she would go on to pass away a year later. Yeah, in this was her last film. Circumstances. Is that she, had, found out? she had an argument with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, she is missing. And then she washes up on shore. Now, the autopsy says there were no drugs and alcohol. Um, so was she murdered? I mean, it is possible. I don't know. I don't know. But- Sounds like a Columbo episode. Yeah, it does. Now they have. He was very sweet. She's she's good in this movie too. Uh, I mean, especially with this the scene. Everybody played their roles well. I don't think anybody's really mad. Everybody played their roles well. Well, there is the argument that Linda, but I don't know. I think maybe it was just her personality. She was pretty flat. Uh huh. Okay, now here we have the producer's add-on scenes, and you can see it's a Rolls Royce, Uh and one of these guys is named Fred Asparagus. That's his name. We saw another movie with Fred Asparagus. We've had this conversation. I don't know if it was... was Is that a joke on Fred Astaire or something? Maybe it was one of those National Lampoon movies, Mike. Yeah. No, I think it was his actual name, or or definitely his stage name. We could see the added stuff. Like, this is added. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to see the perfunctory male ass shot that we don't want. Yes, yeah. The most destructive trend in movie making. Black. Well, there you go. I did enjoy your your commentary on the Vinegar Syndrome uh, track, and you had mentioned that this movie goes from like the comedy scene of those the duplex to yeah. these guys' butts, like it it yeah. has a quite a range to this movie. Mm-hmm. High and low. Now here comes Eddie again in a very oh, funny scene. Right, I'm a Jew dressed like an Arab. That's right. Yeah. And this is in Santa Monica, I guess. Uh, uh, this was Santa Monica Beach, which I love. I love filming there. 
Terry, I'm a towelhead. Nice cola. You know who now, has that joke now? By, you know who has that joke now? By the way, and I always wonder if they got it as a homage to this movie, The Simpsons. You know, The Simpsons they drink Buzz Cola. Buzz Cola, yes. Yeah, is that a tribute to Surf too, or did that just I, happen to come up? You know, this this movie has Buzz with three or four Z's, and Simpsons has two. I think it was a reference, and the Simpsons blew up and became an institution, and the reference yeah. is now part of their lexicon without any the, reference. We started it. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to talk to the writers if that happened. Now, look That's how cool. lucky Eddie is. Look, Linda's yeah. touching, got his arm. <laughs> look how lucky he is. Stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> I hate those. Oh, she surfers. likes the surfers. Yeah. Look at that one. He's got a face like a Rottweiler. I remember that. <laughs> right, that's right. This movie is so funny because it's like California surf culture saying we don't like punk rock music. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, in real life, Randall really hated the punks. And oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yes. So he wrote this thing in one single weekend. He had had a surfing accident and a surfboard went through his cheek. So he was on all sorts of painkillers and his own recreational drugs from being a young person. And he, he, okay, this is one of my favorite scenes because this is clearly missionary. Uh-huh. What's going on? Do you want that sound? I think it's best if we just sit here and wait. Harry Kaiser. Well, we we always know him as Weekend and Bernie, so to actually see him speak yeah. is fantastic. Weekend and Bernie's. Now he was in over forty credits, and we think of him as Bernie's, but he was yeah. always in films. You know, I remember reading an, a Playboy centerfold where they had Weekend and Bernie's. They had him in character next to topless women bathing. <laughs> really? Now look at this tacky. great scene. Isn't this sexually titillating? I mean, that's missionary times too. You're right. Never thought of it. Never thought of it. It's Come a very on. sexual film, you're right. I'm sure millions of women fantasize about me watching this movie. <laughs> well, they got Prime Eddie in this movie. <laughs> okay, now, this is one of the greatest scenes in the film. Okay. Now, a strange thing happens. They throw, like, a tear gas canister, and through magic, it ends up inside the shack. It's very strange. Well, it blows up and they survive. It's a, definitely a cartoon movie. Well, that's another thing. Like a tear gas canister makes an explosion. Does that make okay, sense? Is, and they this live. Is honestly, the first thing I don't remember. Let me see this. I don't remember this. Oh, here I'll crank it up for you. Flames are breaking right. Rob's is fucking total vertically. All right. I look right. Water. I look left. In Water. this scene, Eric is drunk for the first time in his life. Literally. We're talking greater, right? And then this cat, this cheetah. I look. He's a total cheetah. Comes in. I had, I had to stop it, but they the girl the ladies are going to distract them. They're tired of this surf surf talk, so they they're going to take their tops off. Right. Oh, However, okay. their girlfriends are jealous, and they're going to call and say they're they're attacking the, these girls, and the cops come. So things will get okay. escalated. But it's pretty obvious it's them. It's the only parked car on the beach. No, Eric had never been drunk in his whole life, and Randall thought he should have a little bit of alcohol for this scene. So he felt very sick. Interesting. Good trivia. That's my job. 
Okay, here comes Chef Boyardee and no. Inspector Underpants. Right. Inspector Underwear and Knitter's Underpants. No, you're right. You're right. Under Underwear? Underwear, I thought. Underwear. <laughs> you're totally right. It's underwear. Yeah, I mean, well, well, my, maybe yeah. we'll turn the sound up when we get there because, yeah, they're going to go through the book and Lyle Sorry. will be misreading and Horshack will, <laughs> will chill. Like it's that. very funny. Get a couple more cops involved. Yeah, over the top squat here. Mm hmm. Here come the boobs. You guys are nude. Very impressive. Anyway, I've got Isn't that funny? They just keep going. Anyway, okay, here you go. This is Carl's first thing. All right, we know you're in there. So home on out. Home on out. Come on out. So come on out with your fans. Oh, I remember this. And these poor girls. Would they feel bad when they have to film this? I wonder when they have to do this. <laughs> right on the commentary you're talking about them coming to hollywood trying to be the next katherine hepburn yeah. and they end up in surf too yeah no i don't yeah you wonder hmm. funny, the, okay, it's now, funny the courses our, our lives take <laughs> who knows i'm sure they weren't expecting this now it's all it's got to be bulletproof because none of the bullets are getting through but yet yeah. this guy's gonna lob a canister of tear gas and it's gonna go right inside here it goes this film does introduce itself as a cartoon with Big Head eating the grate up front. So we kind of, suspension is disbelieved. The, yeah, eating the fence. And that was fake, by the way. And you can tell because the gray spray paint ends up on Big Head's tongue. Right. But it does set the tone of this movie that, you know, yeah. no one's really going to get hurt. And I wonder you do, what it was made of. Yeah, it looks like licorice or something like that. It's Definitely like, spray yeah, paint. Yeah. Chaplin Shoe, Charlie Chaplin Shoe in the Gold Rush. Yeah, yeah, it was that fabric. The effects are good in this movie. The zombies are very uh, fun. Yeah. They are effective. And this is the early age. days of punk rockers, I guess. And it's funny, if you look at the cycle of, like, a lot of girls have that kind of makeup. Now, I'm looking at the punk faces. Girls like to dress up like that now, as much as the guys. With I'm the sure blue the streak of hair. Yeah, with all that stuff on their face, yeah. Two-color hair, stuff on their lips, yeah. I love how Ron is, you know, he's oh, he a cigar too. He grips that cigar the entire time. Yeah. Right, so then, I guess they have to go to jail for this uh, issue. Smart. You've been seriously hurt in there. Not a chance. They wouldn't let us get their panties. <laughs> 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 okay. Ron's attention. Now here's Jocko. And as you know, Sparkle lured him and John, and now they're zombies because they drank Buzz Cola. Right. Now, in this scene, Tom Villard, or a scene that's coming up, is going to freak out 
And when they were shooting it, Eric Stoltz, I mean, they were really scared. And Jeff were really scared that he was going to hit them and hurt them. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm laughing at the scene because they say, why don't you get something to eat? And there's like a, a stalk of celery just hanging out there. And he goes straight for the motor oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom had that funny way of walking like a zombie. Nobody else could do it like him. He had like shaky walk. Nobody else could zombie walk like him. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I've seen him in One Crazy Summer. We got a maid and a lot of other stuff. And yeah, uh, we've got a maid. Right, that show that flopped, but I, I watched it because of Tom. He yeah, me good. too. He deserved better. He, he left us much too soon. Now he was in Greece too, and I think you were in that as well. I was in Greece too, barely. I'm still trying to think where was Tom in Greece too. What did he play? My friend Stevie said he was in that, and I don't know where.